What's up? This is Vegas, Mr. 702, a.k.a. Westside on Minds. And thank you for tuning in to another beautiful production of Under the Armour Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, giving me that positive energy, and allowing your ears to be tantalized and entertained by my words. So come with me as we once again go Under the Armour. It's funny how you declare something on one podcast and then the next week your intestinal fortitude is challenged in a way that is like no other. I was, I woke up Sunday and my thought process was let me meditate, stretch a little bit, do a little bit of yoga and then do the podcast and something I don't even know like I just checked my Facebook and I went on one of my battles pages and one of my battles was had made a post about a battle of minds if you don't know what a battle is that's a battle buddy that's a term you use in the military to call yourself a friend or or something, or just anything like that. Um, but one of my battle buddies had passed. And I have had people that I've been to basic training with, that I've been to war with, that has passed. But th- this one hit different. It, it, it hit so different because I haven't been in basic training in over 10 years. But the flood of emotions that came towards me when hearing and realizing that this battle had passed was so profound because basic training, there's nothing like it. Those who know what it's like to be there especially in the old ways. Nowadays, it's more glamorous and glorious and more civil. And when I went, it wasn't like it was back in the 80s or the 90s. However, it it was still quite bad. I, I can tell you stories of Grown men peeing on themselves just by having mental breakdowns because the the beauty of basic training is they are intentionally trying to break you at every level, especially during the first part of it. The first nine weeks are hell. You are hungry. You are sleepy. You are tired. You get masked corporal punishment you are put in situations that you never thought were humanly imaginable and the goal is that in those nine weeks to prepare you in the slight circumstance that after those nine weeks you have to go to war and the battle that I lost on Sunday literally slept under me. 
I remember reading letters from home, from his mom and then my mom, from sharing boxes of good things that our families had given to us. I remember the first time we were able to sneak church's chicken because we used to go to church and we used to rock there and I got in good with one of the ladies that worked the concession stand and we put our money together and for the first time in months we were able to bite into real fried church's chicken I remember going through the gas chamber and the horrors of being exposed to that gas and having to say your name, your date of birth, your social, take your mask off, your eyes are burning, your ears are burning, your throat is closing up. Every part of your body that's not covered is literally tingling and coming out <laughs> and this battle was quite adept at singing and this was during the time where Marvin Sapp um, never would have made it was very popular and I just remember all of us sitting on that stoop trying to get our bearings together and singing never would have made it and then because our drill sergeants thought that it was so funny, had to go through the chamber twice. I remember creating this area called the dark alley, which allowed us as minorities to come and fellowship and kind of be a part of one another. And 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 TJ um, and TI. And OJ and, and and ML and, you know, all these different, you know what I'm saying, and JR and all these different individuals coming together, Mississippi, California, South Carolina, Texas, just coming together. And it was just, even now as I, as I speak about our times there is so, so sad. And though I don't think I'll ever experience the frequencies of losses that I did when COVID happened and I felt like every day I was turning around and was getting notified that somebody close to me or somebody I knew had passed, this one it hurt it. it. It it hurt it bad. It hurts bad. Um, it's very harsh to realize your mortality. Um, I am thirty two years old, and I am. I don't know. I don't know if I'm closer to living than I am to dying or I'm closer to dying than I am to living. If you look at the age and expectancy and everything else, which is quite, it's quite scary to think about. Like, I, th I think one of the, the biggest things when COVID hit was 
I could die. I could die. I could leave my two beautiful children who are not even old enough to drive to be alone in this world without their father. And it just, it, it really humbles me in a way that is quite profound. And And I was trying to think of a way to share this on the podcast, but the only way I can share it is that, damn, you as a soldier, you go to war, you go to places where no, nobody really goes and you see things and you do things and you experience things that change you for the rest of your life, that give you nightmares, that make you afraid to be in crowded places, that make you antsy with loud noises, and you do it for a litany of reasons. Some do it for tradition, and some do it as a way to get out their situation, some do it for finances, some do it as a springboard for college education, but for whatever your your reason is for for going and 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 going down to that recruiter station and and talking to that recruiter and taking the ASVAP and you know, swearing in and then getting on a bus and going to basic training. It is very much a noble act. And to have the honor to go to Fort Leonard and interact and spend so much time with so many great and incredible individuals who to this day, I, I love, I, I care for, I, I I try to check in with and maintain contact with it and to have a person that literally for months slept near me or slept under me, went to the to the child hall with me that you know, got in trouble one time because we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing that marched to church with me on Sunday so that we could get a little bit of fresh air. I am sad. I am sad that he is not longer here and that another soldier, another honorable man, another person who took the warrior's oath and lived his ethos is no longer with us, is no longer with me. And as you look at your basic training pictures in your photo book and the names begin to dwindle and the faces begin to decrease, um, it can be quite challenging so for all soldiers veterans and future soldiers strive fight persevere endure and overcome you go on Facebook 
you go on advertising, you go on Snapchat, Twitter, the the world is starting to recognize and accept all bodies, um, especially for women. And I think that that is very noble and very empowering. I think that women come in all shapes and sizes and all of them are beautiful. However, we cannot dismiss the fact that adult obesity within America is out of control. At its current rate, the obesity prevalence within the U.S., is at a 44%. And 2017 through 2018, it was at a 42.4%. In 2000 to 2019, um, it was at a 30.5%. And conversely, 2017 to 2018 was at a 42.4%. And granted, we can attest some of that to COVID and being in house and having to eat and not being able to work out. However, even if you look at it um, just race by race, um, non-Hispanic Blacks adults, 46.6% is some of the highest um, prevalence of obesity, followed by Hispanic adults, 44 0.8% and non-Hispanic white adults, 42.4% compared to non-Hispanic Asian adults at 17.4%. When we think about obesity, I think that we, we as a society have to find the middle ground. Now, if you look at The Rock and Channing Tatum and a lot of these superstar actors and these action movie actors, let's be honest, they're they're taking steroids. Like they're extra saucy. Like The Rock is not natural. The man is 50 years old. He's six foot five, 270 pounds, and he has a body mass index of probably maybe 12 to 15 percent just not natural. A lot of women, a lot of IG models, the BBLs of the world and the tummy tucks and the fat reduction, that's not healthy neither. However, going off into the opposite extreme spectrum of being overweight is not healthy. And I think that we have to start realizing that if you're obese, you are decreasing your life expectancy. You are increasing your chances of being on medication. And you are severely challenging your quality of life. While most will not admit it, me being a personal trainer, I have been blessed to have the one-on-one conversations, the heart-to-hearts with individuals where you realize that being obese not only affects their day-to-day life, but it can be very 
challenging to their mental, their psychological. It can impair their relationship. It can have a negative effect on their self-confidence. And while I'm not telling you you have to be as skinny as a runway model and I'm not telling you you have to look like an IG star, I am saying that we need to be transparent with how obesity can lead to bigger problems down the line. Now, the the crazy part is we all know that if we have children, you are their greatest example. So if you're obese, there is a high probability that your children are obese because unless they are just allergic to everything, when you fix something to eat, they're going to eat that same thing. And so we have to be mindful and be very diligent with how we are eating our relationship with food because it's just not the fact that you eat. Oftentimes when I am dealing with a client, I try to understand their relationship with food. Do you eat because you're bored? Do you eat because you're sad? Do you eat due to the fact that you are upset? Do you eat as an emotional outlet? Do you eat trying to mask away another problem? Are you obese because of some childhood trauma? There's so many reasons and there's so many circumstances that can happen to one person to um, cause them to become obese. And then once we begin to um, delve into the psychological, it helps the physical. We as human beings are creatures of habit and creatures of movement. And before we were granted this blissful technology and electricity and homes with air conditioning, we tilled the ground and we hunted and we foraged and we made physical effort in order for survival. And while that may not be the case in 2022, we now have the glorious, the almighty, the all-benevolent iron paradise, which is the gym. And if you don't want to embark upon the iron paradise, offering sacrifices to the gods of iron and... You don't have to. You you can just go outside and you can create a exercise plan that fits your personal life, your time, your space, your availability that works well with the things that you have to do. But I encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast to really take the time to obsess, um, to 
acknowledge and accept the fact that whether you're obese or not, that you have to have a good relationship with food, understanding why you eat, and make sure that you're not eating to mask other problems. And also, you need to have a consistent relationship with physical fitness. And that doesn't mean you have to go to the gym and put everything on the bar and lift it. Now, you know, you don't have to be me. Um, but take a twerk class, take a yoga class, take a self-defense class, swim, do something. Do something to put sweat on thy brow and to put, you know, to make thy heart beat in a way that it doesn't on a day to day, especially because most of us are sitting in the office all day and just, you know, doing computer work and typing away. Um, And we all gain weight. We all can get bigger. I mean, last month I stepped on the scale. I was too haunted. And 54 pounds. And I was just like, oh, Lord. Like, if I don't catch it now, I'm going to turn around and be 280 by the summertime. And so one of the things that I have been, that one of the things that I have been doing lately is just finishing my workout with just a nice um, one mile run. And today it was quite difficult. I had did a legendary leg day, front squats, traditional squats. Um, jump squats with 135 pounds, uh, leg curls, leg extensions, lunges, reverse step downs. And then I decided to step on the treadmill and run. And my legs felt as heavy as cinder blocks, but I got it done because for the month of March, my one of my physical goals is to run a mile every time I enter the gym, unless I have already played basketball. So um, I'm living the same decree that I'm telling you, trying to get in better shape and look good and look better. Um, I was looking at some pictures of before COVID and just looking at my overall my muscle mass and, and the way my body was, you know, was and my, my, my abs were poking out a little bit more. And so I'm even striving to get less body fat and to increase my overall muscle mass. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. However, I just need you to do one thing, like, share and subscribe if you're trying to reach me personally you can go ahead and hit me up on instagram or snapchat vegas mr 702 or if you're just trying to follow the podcast please under the armor podcast on facebook or instagram under the armor 89 on twitter or if you want to get directly to me you can use the anchor and you can look up under the armor please like share and subscribe Compromise, compromisation, it's such a easy thought, but very hard to applicate, to compromise, to be willing to accept another person, human being, individuals, ideology, and 
ways is is just quite I, I don't even know. I just know that damn it's hard. It's 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 fairly difficult to compromise. And I think that is in my theory, growing up as a young lad on the west side. I, I didn't do well with compromise. If I was to be quite transparent, I, I I am a humble servant, a work in progress when it comes to compromising. I like things my way. And in my way, I do think about other people. However, I still want it my way. And I struggle with it, to be quite honest. I have to remind myself that it is okay to compromise. It it is okay to be wrong. It is okay to allow other people to lead. It is okay to let others be in control. I am by every definition a control freak. Um I think part of it comes from just growing up with the the dad I had and my mom is a very alpha woman. She is very strong-willed and she has been a rock of the family for a long time. So I was exposed to a dynamic and awesome and incredible strong woman at such a young age. But I think it was also just the drag out wars I had with my dad. My dad was um, a very broken person and he grew up and became a man and was severely incomplete. And if I could be quite honest, was ill-suited to bear children. However, he bore many children and of those many children, I was one of them. And growing up, my dad was my biggest adversary. And so I literally grew up wanting to demolish him, both intellectually, physically, mentally. Um, and one of my things about my dad was he, he always had to be right. And unfortunately, I I picked up that trait. And as I was going through this week, I was just remembering how difficult I used to be when it comes to compromising. I mean, I am not where I want to be, but I am not where I was. And who I was, those who dated me or interacted with me, um, 
knew that it was quite militaristic. My way of thinking, my way of maneuvering. I lacked empathy and compassion and my ability to compromise was extremely lacking and it was just not not great or not good at all. Um, however, as I have progressed as a man and as a human being, I realize now that compromise is quintessential. And the one thing that I now think about when it comes to compromising is the beauty and the lore of duality and realizing that there are multiple ways that something can be right and that in retrospect, everybody is not raised, trained, or programmed to think, move, and communicate as I would. So to put my ideology and my beliefs upon the entire universe would be to act in a way of a tyrant and of a madman. And so my goals now are to be easy to deal with and to be plowable and able to accept others and their ideas and their ideology and their their schema, their beliefs, and understand that there is value in allowing others to present information and even allowing others to, as Kodak Black would say, let me dry the boot. And in my journey to becoming a more well-rounded man, my desire to compromise has came to the forefront. I want to be able to interact, whether it be on a personal, business, work, and even intimate level on those who may have a contrast to what I believe and how I move. And I want to be able to allow others to showcase their skills and their abilities. And I think the only way that you can truly do that is being not only humble, but also being willing to compromise, being willing to allow others to lead, trusting that they will be mindful of the position that they put you are in the case of a business or a group of people, the greater good of those who they are um, entrusted to. Um, but I also think compromise is about just being vulnerable. And as a 32-year-old black man, 
being vulnerable is a practice that I have to be diligent about because my comfortability with being vulnerable at times wanes because weakness is not something that I want to show. And unfortunately, I was conditioned to attach weakness with vulnerability. Um, I wish that it was not that case. I wish that I was empowered to be vulnerable as a child. But if I could be quite honest, I wasn't. And so that I struggle with being vulnerable. And I think sometimes that's why I struggle with compromise because compromise is allowing another person to take control, which is a hoot of a laugh in itself. Because if we were to be quite honest, we have very little control here in the land of the living. So I am striving and trying to be a individual who is easy to compromise with understanding that that will lead me to a life of greater enjoyment and greater substance. Thank you for listening to another episode of this podcast. Thank you for allowing my words and my thoughts to occupy space in your brain. Thank you for giving me the time to express myself in an articulate way. However, I must, I must encourage you to be more real, be more human, and be more honest. And please continue to listen because each and every week we shall dive deeper and deeper under the armor.